here and I press this button and I go up to here and I go up here and I press this. 60, Ooh. 59, 58, this is a countdown 57, to the Slade and Mason show. It's always show. great when it works. <laughs> this continues to be a countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 50, 49, 48, You're listening to the countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 45, 44, 43, This is the continued countdown to the Slade and Mason show. The only countdown. 38, right now. 37, You're listening to the countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 33, Please stand by as you are listening to the countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 28, 27, this is the countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 23, 22, we continue now with the countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 18, 17, stand by. 16, as we are now 15, delivering the countdown 14, to the Slade 13, and Mason show. 12, 11, yes, coffee, coffee, 10, coffee. this is our countdown 9, to the Slade eight, and Mason seven, show. 6, 5, 4, here we go. 3, 2, 1. So good at this. Now broadcasting from the Dan Mason Studios, deep in the heart of Virginia, it's the Slade and Mason Show. This is where I'm... Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm J.D. Slade. I'm Dan Mason. And, and this, this is the Slade and Mason Show. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I am Dan Mason. And, of course, this week we do not have J.D. Slade. He is still recovering. Uh, we wish him the very best. Hey, when you get a moment, go to Facebook, search him. The, you know, obviously you'll want to, you know, search the Slade and Mason Show. But go look up J.D. Slade. Uh-huh. I'll wait. Go ahead and do it. Are you done? All right, hop on, try to become friends with him, whatever, 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 and wish him the very best and speedy recovery and all that jazz. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another installment of the Slade and Mason Show. I am Dan Mason, and J.D. Slade is here in spirit. Hi, I'm J.D. Slade. I'm Dan Mason. And, and this, this is, is the Slade and Mason Show. Show. There, that's how that goes. All right, anyway, the Slade and Mason Show, it's, it's, really, it's really all about you. No, really, it is. It is. Because it's like a radio program. Kind of. Well, it's kind of off the cuff, isn't it? A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, we're basically, we're just going to share with you news stories and things that we see throughout the week. Just our take on it. Tickles our fancy. You, you would just never hear this side of the story on the radio. Because it would be the last time you hear it. Because really, you know, we're just having fun. And radio is not fun anymore. I went there. Uh, now, all the music you're listening to is brought to you by Dano Music. Dano Music because, dang, we're cheap, man. Let me tell you. Uh, we'll leave a link in the description there. Uh, we do have an Instagram page somewhere on the planet. Uh, of course, we do have Facebook. Yay! Um, hey, don't forget, you got to tell your friends, neighbors, cops, people you'll see in the street. Tell them, you know what? I don't avoid the program. I actually, I each week, I actually listen to to the Slade and Mason show because it's it I learn things. No, you don't, you learn anything. Uh I, I hear things. There we go. That's better. 
<laughs> it happens every week. Um, as always, we're brought to you by Icy Something Icy Treats. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So morning rant. I don't have a morning rant. I do not. But what I want to do is I want to share with you what, what's been going on in my little my little cul-de-sac. Yes. Or as we call it, the cul-de-sac. Um, now, that's a stapler. So next door, I, I live next door to a redneck. And he knows he's redneck, and that's fine by me. Um, and he decided this year and a half ago, I guess about a year, year and a half ago, it was just about a year, he was going to get some chickens. And he got about a dozen chickens. Well, they were baby baby chicks. And I think we talked about this in the show a little bit early out when that happened. And um, so, yeah, he had the chickens, and a couple of them were roosters, and the roosters got a little out of hand. And I think we talked about those being... Uh, dispatched, shall we say. There we go. Um, now, about nine months ago, uh, is that right? About November? Anyway, a while back, he purchased um, some baby chick turkeys, six of them to be exact, and penned them up and raised them up. And yesterday... We sent them off to uh, Turkey Freezer Camp. <laughs> so Turkey Freezer Camp is a very special place for turkeys where what you do is you get a, a big, huge 60-gallon drum container. And in that container, you fill it with um, uh, piping hot water. You with me? All right. Good deal. And then you grab... Um, a turkey, and you uh, hang it up by his feet, and it goes to sleep, just like a chicken. And then you uh, dispatch it. There we go. All right. Uh, after it's been dispatched, you uh, pop it into the big, huge tank with the hot water, and you turn on the drill thing, which looks like a French tickler, uh, circa 1860, and these little rubber fingers go and pull off all the, the feathers. So and that's the concept anyway. And then you <clears throat> you uh, eviscerate <laughs> the, the open cavities, um, trim off the neck, trim off the feet, and kumbaya, you have a turkey. And I missed those portions of it. My brother was here. He enjoyed the enjoyed well. He he participated in the some of it, not the not the extrication of body interiors. But um, the point is, they are in plastic bags. Refilled the drum up and use the the heat to heat seal the contain. Anyway, um, they're at freezer camp, so um, yeah, they're ready for um, they're ready for Turkey Day. So uh, I'll let you know how that goes a little bit later. Uh, it was it was quite the learning experience because you had six turkeys and you you fed them all the same, no difference between them, but you had um, an 18 pound turkey, a 16 pound turkey, a 15 pound turkey, a 21 pound turkey, uh, a 14 pound turkey, and then a 9.5 pound turkey. I guess there had to be one runt in the group. That's the way that goes. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, um, yeah, so that'll be good eating. That'll be good eating. 
Uh, speaking of eating, um, this this is unbelievable. Evidently, China is on a mission. It's it's a one man. It's President Zhang. Did I get that right? Did I pronounce it? Ready? Did I get that? What? It's okay. Okay. All right. Um, so he's on a one man mission to reduce waste of food in China. Now, you know, here in the United States, we waste a boatload of food, like something like 40% of all food that's produced in the United States gets thrown away. It's, it's mind boggling. I mean, you think about if you went through, you go to Walmart, okay, and go to the grocery section and just say, you know what? I'm going to take just about half of everything in here and just throw it in the trash. There we go. That's what everybody else is going to eat. That's really what we do. We throw that much waste into the dumpsters. And that's not a good thing. So uh, President of China is on a kick to see if he can uh, eradicate waste. So clean off your plates, kids. Clean off your plates. But there's there's mandates going around. And there's a restaurant in China, and I'm gonna get this right here because this is this. I just I went what? There's a restaurant in China that will weigh its diners, mm-hmm. and then based upon their weight, they get a little app. You will be uh, 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 deter- They will determine how much food you will eat. So, like, if you're a uh, you know, let's see, let's see. For example, a woman weighing 88 pounds, I can't make the, yeah. Um, we're recommending the signature uh, beef dish and fish head. Mm-mm-mm. A man weighing 175 pounds would be, uh, 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 they'd, they'd eat that and then they'd also include the braised pork belly. And signs all around the restaurant encouraging diners to clean your plate and be thrifty and diligent. Mm-hmm. So some were okay with it. Others thought it was kind of off-putting. But uh, as you know, like I said, they're trying to curb food waste. And President Zheng um, announced a food waste minimization campaign in, um, what was it, uh, about a week, week and a half ago, August 11th. Um, trying to deal with a slowing economy and the fact that they too are just throwing food away. Um, you know, their number one big food is their big pork is, well, our big pork is chicken. Their big pork is, is pig. So yeah. And they've, uh, they've had uh swine flu fever going through and they've had to get rid of all the pigs and start over. It's, it's been a mess. So don't, don't throw your food away, finish everything up. President Jing said so. You had to do that. There you go. He said it. But anyway, the restaurant apologized. Uh, they didn't mean to offend anybody. But some people are actually still voluntarily going up to the device and getting themselves weighed and using the app and and then determining you know whether or not they're gonna have the braised brain or where the heck they are. I forget. Um, now. Just their their border uh, friends, Kim Jong-un, this is a little scary. And for those of you who are faint of heart, I'll let you step away for the next three minutes. Are you gone? All right, put your timer on. I'll, 
I'll put my timer on as well. So there, 8.16. Okay. Uh, Kim Jong-un has ordered that uh, pet dogs be confiscated mm -hmm, from uh, North Korea. <sighs> yeah. Uh, the logic is that he feels that dogs should not be exploited as status symbols. Yeah. So uh, your dog will be removed from your home and um, uh, as far as the information went, they said that they, you know, do with their dogs, but they do have several thousand dog dishes. So I just want to let you know that, uh, you know, just like in China, their, their, their dogs won't go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, does this taste a lot like fluffy? Mmm. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're they're in a bad world right now, North Korea, because also in addition to the fact there's no food, Kim Jong Un uh, a week prior had to release his private stash of food. So all those ring dings and ding dongs, all that went to the public. Yeah, because uh, there's no food. Uh, now, as I point out, China's got a problem in the last story. They're running out of food. Kim Jong-un's got no food. They're, you know, how, how many radishes can you eat in a day? Um, so, yeah, that's what's going up there. Not a pretty scene. Sorry about the diggity dogs. I can't do anything about it. You know, but I wanted to share that lovely little story with you. Wasn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Hey, guess what? Did you know? Oh, you knew? All right, I'll be quiet then. Oh, wait, you didn't know. Okay, so there is a theory that we had, I'm not kidding, a second son. No, 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 I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. So, um, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a twin companion. They were kind of like binary stars, kind of like Tatooine in Star Wars. I know people keep making fun of Star Wars and, the next thing you know, half the stuff they say in there comes true, just like Star uh, Star Trek, right? Uh, but evidently, these uh, Harvard research guys are you know bored to tears, obviously. Uh, found a cloud debris at the edge of our solar system, right? So it's kind of like, um, let's see, how do you know? What I'm saying? So uh, you know, you um, you have like uh, you you pull out a loaf of bread. And you throw the plastic bag off to the side. Okay? All right. That's kind of like what they say. That that cloud of debris at the solar system's edge is that plastic bag. And that loaf of bread made its way into the sun. Now, they suspect this happened like a long time ago. Because if you noticed, currently we only have at this time that I could, I guess I could see because I, I maybe it's in perfect sync, but I think we only have one sun. Now I can't see on the other side of the sun. So there's a possibility just like the flat earth world, we could have a binary sun right now and it could be in perfect sync, uh, geocentric right behind our earth, you know, like when the sun, Never mind. Um, so that's, what's going on there. These guys have nothing else better to do. They got like a science degree. 
maybe they were, I don't know what these guys, Harvard, Harvard, you know, they party, they have a great time. They're trying to find something fun to talk about. That's what they talk about. Hey man, well, I found some debris at the edge of the solar system. That means we had two suns. Oh, thanks Gary. I didn't know that. So that's what's going on with the sun. Just so I let you know, uh, that's why it's so hot. I guess. I don't know. Um, there is a story, and I gotta get this one right here. <sighs> okay. So in England, the British Isles have an area called Jersey. Not Joysy. Not like New Joysy, Jersey. And I always laugh at these because I'll be walking along and I'll pick up a rock and I go, well, oh, interesting looking rock. Nope. Archaeologists look at the this was actually a carving stone from the Nuthapetal Hole uh, Syndrome area. And uh, no, no, these guys, these guys come up with stuff. They they swear up and down their tools. They swear up and down their specialty uh, ornamentals, whatever. Sure as donuts, they found a stone, a stone fragment again in Jersey. Uh, that is somewhere between 14 to 23,000 years old. And they swear that it's a part of an ornamental table, a plaque or some sort of thing like that. They, <laughs> uh, they believe that it was made by the Magdalenians, Magdalenians, the hunter gatherers and the carving on the front was an abstract carving all right work with me guys work with me you know what an abstract drawing is right mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's his name jason pollock just splatter some droplets everywhere yeah, yeah yeah well that's exactly what i'm seeing here i just see a bunch of scratchy lines i mean for all i know this could have been a rock that was used for i don't know sharpening a knife it looks like it could be used for, uh, you know, giving to their kid. Hey, kid, here, play with this rack for a while. And the kid's just scraping it up and what have you. But but to call it art? Really? No. This is not, uh, this is not abstract art and, and, and earliest works of art. <laughs> anyway, so Dr. I'll, I'll share his name. Dr. Uh, Shandal. Chendal, 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 C H A N T A L, Chendal, Chendal, Connellar. Why do these people get late normal names? Okay, senior lecturer at the Newcastle University is one of the authors of the study and said these engraved stone fragments provide exciting and rare evidence of artistic expression at what was the furthest edge of the Magdalenian world. Yeah about that i'll leave a link in the description you tell me if that's art or if that's just scratches because maybe 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 my fragile little mind is is evil and i can't figure it out and i don't know if it is artwork or not but i just think a rock with a bunch of scratches on it is a rock with a bunch of scratches on it i can't i i <laughs> Oh my goodness. Maybe time to go back to art school. All right. So I got some good news for you guys. Um, so before November 
I'll just I'll throw it out. Before November 15th, the following, of this year, this year, 2020, got some really, 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 really good news. Okay. The following horrible things are all going to go away. You ready? Here we go. Um, uh, 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 polarizing politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 world hunger. What else? What else we got? Oh, global warming's gonna go away. Yep. Um, 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 uh, weather change. Yep, we're gonna get rid of that. Um, starvation. I mentioned that. So yeah, all the all the scourge. Oh, the uh, uh, any pandemics will go away. Yep. Isn't this great news? Yep. As it turns out, there's an asteroid headed right towards Earth. <laughs> And if we're lucky, it'll catch us just before the November election. So like the first day or two of November. It's awesome. Um, so the asteroid in in particular is called 2018VP1. I know. These guys come up with really great names, don't they? Um, and let's see. So apparently it is, it's about, it's not very big. It's a smaller one. But the dealio is there's a very good chance it'll hit the earth. So if it hits at just the right spot at just the right time, we got this whole thing figured out. We're going to be happy campers um, or maybe not so much, you know, because like, you know, pounds into the earth and, you know, I, they, there was a demonstration. I think I, oh, this goes back years and years and years ago. They took a paint chip about this big, about a centimeter. And just as that thick, right? And they had like this little special room and they put like a satellite, just an old used satellite they were practicing with in the room. Perfect condition. And they took this paint chip and they made it travel at like 50,000 miles an hour, which is like where most of those little paint chips up in the upper atmosphere are traveling. And it absolutely obliterated this satellite it was absolutely unrecognizable it just looked like a big huge pile of crushed metal and that was a little tiny paint chip weighing about 150th of an ounce this sucker is a at least i think six feet long about the size of a, a prius and it's hurling at us at yeah 50 60 000 miles an hour so if that comes straight on the earth and pops through the atmosphere and I don't know. I don't know. It would be very interesting. It might just break up. It might just make a loud sonic boom or it may end. Uh, it may be the end of the world as we know it, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling just fine. Uh, I got another space story for you. So it looks like a job. Or flex seal. Yep, sure enough, the ISS has a leak. A leak? No! Yeah, this leak has been here for a while. Um, they talked about the pressure, uh, let's see, it was September. Yeah, September 2019, they were noticing indications of a slight increase above the standard cabin air leak rate, which means there's a hole somewhere. Again, you remember this? There was a Russian hole. And it looked like someone had actually drilled a, like a one quarter inch hole right straight through 
So somewhere in Russia, there's a guy in prison. We'll go with that. Here in the United States, we just try to figure out what the leak is and fix it. But I think I think they should have on the ISS, I think they should have flex tape. I mean, if I can repair a bucket with a big, huge cut in it, I should be able to repair a little tiny pinhole, right? Don't you think? I think they should do that. I think they should bring some flex tape on board, make things wonderful, because, uh, you know, that's that's where that goes. But uh, all right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back and we'll have funny stuff. Thank goodness for this break. Sadly, however, we will return to the Slade and Mason show. What was that? Let's press that button again. Hold on. There we go. Today in history, August 23rd. 79. Mount Vesuvius begins stirring on the feast day of Vulcan, the Roman god of fire. Uh, I know you guys are partying and everything, but uh, you might want to get out of there. 1514. The Battle of Children ends with a divisive victory for the Sultan Selim of the Ottoman Emperor. And then, what, what Freddy? Oh, the Battle of Children. The Battle of Children. I'm, I, that was not the... Oh, never mind, never mind. 1839. The United Kingdom captures Hong Kong as a base as it prepares for war against Guan China. Uh, since it didn't happen, they just kind of made them make a bunch of remote control cars. 1966. The satellite Lunar Orbiter 1 takes the first photographs of Earth from orbit around the moon, and then it was shot out of the sky by the Vulcans. 1989. 1,645 Australian domestic airline pilots resign after the airline threatens to fire them. Well, that'll teach them. And finally, 2011, a magnitude 5.8 earthquake occurs in Virginia, damages many structures in Washington, D.C., and the resulting damage is estimated at 200 to 300 million dollars. Did it happen? Yep. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I'm Dan Mason, and that's August 23rd. waste your time going to Mackey's or Brimley's. You'll wind up having to go to the dunny for 20 minutes after eating. That meat can be a dad dodgy. Plus, you'll be risking needing to take a sickie. If you're looking to get your evening tea, you need to set your eyes on a Joey Burger from Pouchies, fresh from the outback. Ah, Pouchies. We don't like to call them roadkill. We like to call it nature's reclamation. We have spotters all throughout Australia spotting a downed boomer or flyer within moments of getting hit by a Udi. The ruse are dropped into a giant-sized stubby holder packed with ice and then add to our facility for processing. The meat is lean, delicious, and really good for you. So if you're ready for the best tasting burger that'll have you returning to us faster than a twice-chucked boomerang, come on down to Pouchies for an amazing Joey Burger. Fresh from the road? Come on down to Pouchies. You'll be glad you did.
I hear the wind a blowing through the lonesome pines, and I know my love has gone too. I hear the wind a blowing through the lonesome pines. That's why I'm blue, love, so blue. Gone so far away, that's why I'm grieving. She left me here alone among the trees, and all that I have left is just a memory, and it always haunts me with a breeze. I hear the wind a blowing through the lonesome pines. And I know my love has gone too. I hear the wind a blowing through the lonesome pines. That's why I'm blue, love so blue. Try to find my darling. I don't know where on earth she can be. I know that I can never live without her. Each night in dreams, her face is all I see. I hear the wind a blowing through the lonesome pines. And I know my love has gone too. I hear the wind a blowing through the lonesome pines. That's why I'm blue, love so blue. But now we must return you to the Slade and Mason Show. Dr. Fine, Dr. Hi, I'm J.D. Slade. <laughs> I'm Dan Mason. And, and this, this is, is the Slade and Mason Show. Show. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, there you go, boys and girls. That, of course, was... What do you mean, of course, was? Nobody knows who that is. That was uh, Lonesome Wind by jimmy tex of course everybody's got the middle name tex jimmy <laughs> when you do a song like that your middle name has to be tex so that was lonesome win by jimmy tex watson and the melody ranger and the melody rangers in the composition written by tex watson there you go all right and what was that all about that was in commemoration of National Ride the Wind Day. That is right. Back in 1977, the Gossamer Condor 2 won the uh, Kramer Prize. Not Kramer, Kramer. Um, it's kind of like creme fraiche. It's not cream fresh. But anyway, so what uh, So what it was, what it was, was 
was a a a a uh, uh, like a like a hang glider type device. It was a concealed, sealed off. Uh, it, basically, it was a human. It was the first human powered flight, and it did a, a figure eight at the Royal Aeronautical Society at Minter Field in Shafter, California, on the twenty third of nineteen seventy seven. Only moving at about eleven miles an hour, but it did cover two thousand one hundred and seventy two meters, which made it the first human powered. Light. So what they're recommending is today would be a really good day to strap a kite to the back of your uh, your you know not bike strap strap a kite yeah to the back of your your shoulders and maybe jump off a cliff somewhere. Don't do that. That would be stupid. That would be a ridiculous thing to do. But uh, maybe you can um, learn how to be a pilot or learn uh, who's a pilot in your neighborhood or something. Anyway, that's what you're supposed to do on Ride the Wind Day, and today is the national day for that this section this portion this area this device this area yeah this area this partition of the slayton mason show is brought to you by i see something i see i see nice 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 i see nice nice i'll get this through i see something i see treats uh my buddy sheila uh keenan has a, a truck and in there are two uh italian ice shavers and once they hit the the ice, they shave. It's beautiful. It's creamy. It's delicious. Um, she's got like dozens of different toppings that go on top and make it different flavors and things like that. You can have like uh, there's a pina colada that I just die for. Mm-mm-mm. She has a uh, creamsicle one, like a the, the orange creamsicle flavored one. Oh, yeah, baby. Ooh, yeah. So give them a call at 804-617-8827 to find a house. You can get that truck at your place. And, uh, yeah, 804-617-8827. Now, they are on the net. They are at, of course, www.icsomethingic.com. And that's I-C-E-Y-S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N. Leave the G off, for goodness sakes. I-C-E-Y.com. So there's two ICs on either end. Um, They're also on Instagram and Facebook. This is really a great idea for a corporate event or fundraisers. You can have a birthday party. Um, you can have a uh, have them show up at your your drunken cul-de-sac, and they'll set up the ICs, and you guys put your own vodka or whatever on top of that. People do it; it's a thing. Um, so go give them a call 804-617-8827. That's 804-617-8827. 804-617-8827. Let me try that again. 804. Did you get that down? That's the area code. 617-8827. 27. righty. Now, <clears throat> I was just thinking that last song we were listening to by, you know, Tex. Tex. His name was Tex, I'll tell you. And what's interesting is there was a violin uh, in the recording. But, of course, when a violin uh, is played with country music, it does called a fiddle. I, yeah, that's that's where that goes. I'm sorry, but you know, there we go. Um, so let me ask you a question. Uh, <laughs> with a plaid shirt, yeah, stand up, take the hat off. Oh, jeez. Hey, put tell him to put his hat back on. Put your hat back on. Um, so let me ask you. Um, <laughs> I love this story. 
So you, uh, for scientific purposes, would you be willing to have two eyeballs painted on the back of your head? Would you? Would that be, would you be okay with that? I mean, strictly for scientific purposes, especially if you're someone who's, who doesn't have any hair on their head. Like JD, he doesn't have any hair on his head. We just put a couple of, you know, fake open eyes on the back of his head. Does that work? Can we do that? Okay. So basically, we're, we're doing this for scientific purposes. There is, it's called the eye cow technique. It looks like it's a prank, but it's not. What it is, is cattle in, uh, like in Botswana, uh, South Africa, are being attacked and killed. So what they do is on their rumps, I'm not kidding, right on the rumps of their uh, their front end of their back, you know, they will put two glaring images of eyes. And I know it seems weird, but that's what they're doing. And it has actually reduced the number of attacks from, you know, lions and leopards, hyenas, cheetahs, wild dogs, whatever, because they're, they're like on their food chain. They're like what they want. Now this does work. I mean, this does actually work because even at the, um, the, the, the human level, there was a, uh, a study done. Let me get this right here. Um, a bicycle theft. This was, where was, was I'm trying to find the, where it was located in any event, they put, um, uh, eyes on a universal uh, university campus and wanted to see if just by putting eyes like fake eyes up there and it actually um bike thefts decreased by 62 percent so uh am i gonna leave a link there no that's a weird article but i think it's in the link for the link for the cows so yeah so basically they're just it's just that they're 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 painting acrylic paint on the rear ends and uh, according to the study, uh, after they did like a uh, four-year study, um, there were like uh, fewer and fewer taken away. But I think I think some of the predators are pretty smart, and they go, "Yeah, okay, that's the rear end. It's got a tail. Otherwise, that it's kind of really weird animal." But you know, so there. Um, and you know, we use the same thing with uh, local practice when you're doing. Um, gardening people will put like an owl up in the corner and that keeps a lot of you know mice and rabbits and other little predators from coming around and eating your delicious vegetables which is okay because i really don't like vegetables that much but i'll eat vegetables oh you know what i made last night i made from scratch um uh, uh sweet and sour chicken and it was actually pretty darn good i didn't use the one with carrots and it was a different recipe but that's okay it doesn't matter it was all very good <sighs> Oh my gosh, low fat, low sugar, low cholesterol, low everything. It was just good, just good for you, just good for you. Where am I going with that one? All right, so uh, what else do I want to talk about here? Okay, okay. This one, this one, okay, let's do this one. All right, no, 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 I'm going to do this one. Yeah, yeah, all right, I'll just I'll just quickly talk about this. I, I figured if I put in a nickel, I'm going to get a nickel back, right? If you put in a dollar, you get a dollar back, right? Well, apparently, no. They have figured out that a black silicon photo detector now comes with an efficiency of 130%. Now, 
Now, at first I thought, wait, 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 wait. This is some type of magical thing where they're actually making more energy than they're putting, but they're not. What it really is, is we're talking about the, um, 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 uh, the sensitivity of light photons coming into a particular area. And they've gotten it down to where it is a photo detector that is 130% effective. So when it hits a certain surface, it says, not only is this here, but whoop, I've now got these other areas next to me just as excited. So it like permeates through and it's done through nanostructures. Now we talked about nanostructures last week and where we're going to start to build nano buildings with, you know, uh, with the uh, carbon rods and things like that. We're going to be careful with all these fun toys. But anyway, I will leave a link in the description as well about that one. Very dense reading. If you want to get dense, they even have further reading, and they could talk about the article, the paper. Oh, my gosh. I almost fell asleep on that one. Yep. So jumping off of uh, jumping off of things that photo detect and, and show the light of things, let's talk about going to the light of things of a fellow who evidently is he's running in the Kansas house unopposed. He's 19 years old, so good for him. However, at the age of 19, he's already admitted to blackmail, revenge porn, and bullying. Mm. Yeah. Aaron Coleman, and he's running, and there ain't no one else running against him. So, yeah, Blackmailed a girl, sent naked pictures, harassing others. One is primary. Yeah. Now he's running unopposed in the November election. So if you're there and you want to run against Coleman, you could probably win against this guy because uh, he's a mentally disturbed little boy and uh, God help us all. But I just want to share that lovely little story with you there because, hey, <laughs> It's lovely. All right. So I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to press this button over here and we're going to get into this one. Thank you, Ted, for sending this to me. There we go. Let me load this here. I know it's taking very long. Freddie, do we have it ready? Yeah, go. Here we go, gang. There we go. This is the segment where we talk about why we are the fattest nation in the world. Alrighty, you know the candy corn company that makes candy corn company candy, you know who I'm talking about. They have now come out with a brand new flavor of candy corn. That's right. Um, this is the Brax Company. Instead of the serendipitously, deliciously flat flavored candy corn, they now have new turkey dinner candy corn available coming to your grocery shelves really, really soon. Um, in addition to that, let me get back over to this one here. There's so many stories I want to do about food. Um, so we now have the ability through KFC. They are now printing 3D nugget chickens. Yeah, 3D chicken nugget, nugget chickens. I don't know what they're going to call it. Um, you can now order the, well, it's in select areas, but they are now producing <laughs> 3D printed chicken nuggets and people apparently buying them, enjoying them. But, um, in addition to that, Taco Bell now offers the new Cat Candanina Crispy Melted Taco. 
Yes, gang, the menu is on the change. So we'll leave a link for that one as well. Um, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's have jumped into the spicy cheeseburger world. They have their own creations there. You can get those now. You can go to their website. Um, the new flavor from Doritos is now out. People are just screaming about this one. Uh, screaming because they can't believe it's out. Is the... <laughs> Doritos has a new pickled flavored Dorito. That's right. It is the newest creation by Doritos. You can have a pickled flavored Dorito. I don't know. That just doesn't sound right. Would you just crumble that on top of like a hot dog? I don't know. It just sounds a little Uh Well, of course, you could always wash that down with a new Kit Kat Duo. The Kit Kat Duo that's coming out is now coffee and chocolate. So you got the mocha chocolate kind of flavor going on with that one. Um this one I'm going to hold for the last one. But uh, apparently, if you can't get enough of Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal, good news, General Mills has taken that and put that into a little tiny four and a half ounce container. You can put that on top of everything. You can dust on your ice cream. You can put it on your toast. You can put it on your tongue. Whatever you want, it's entirely up to you. And the final reason we are the fattest nation in the world, we just can't get enough of food. Just food, food, general food. Yep, sure enough, Nestle's has created a new type of food called Vuna. It's V as in Victor, U as an umbrella, N as Nancy, A as an apple, and it is a vegan alternative to tuna. That's right. Stinky, smelly, in a jar <laughs> is artificial tuna. <laughs> Gosh. I can't make this stuff up. And that, my friends, is exactly why we are the fattest nation in the world. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Weird Al. Appreciate that. And thank you, uh, Ted, for pointing out that I could, instead of doing a loop on that, I could just kind of go. Yeah, we were doing a loop and found out that the uh, software um, uh, puts a short little blip. So if I went, la, and did that as a loop, it would go, la, la, like it was skipped record or some goofy thing like that. All right. So, yeah, we got into the weird food things. How much time do we have left? Oh, not much time. Let's get through this one here. Where to go? All right, I got 50 minutes. Um, how do I how do I do this one? So evidently, no, we're not gonna do that one. No, we're not gonna do that one. No, we're gonna do that one. Oh my gosh, uh, there is a picture, and I will leave this in the link here. Um, apparently, one of the Russians was doing uh, Ivan Wugner. V-A-G-N-E-R. I don't know how it's pronounced. I'll get that right. What he was doing was he was doing a time lapse of the Aurora Borealis. And if you don't know what that is, that's where the ions coming off from the sun, they come and they strike the Earth's atmosphere. Um, they're rubbing up against it. And, of course, with the magnetic flux of our planet, they create these beautiful northern lights. He was doing a time lapse, just looking, just observing, what have you, bored out of tears. And at that point, it looked like the the uh, uh, the SS Enterprise was coming out of cloak, coming in and going right back out again. A series of uh, five lights came in and then just disappeared. So they've sent the footage off to experts, the little, little review with the experts, but uh, we don't know what that was. It was very weird. Again, I'll leave a link in the description. You can take a look at the video. It is 
it's a little unnerving, but uh, <clears throat> it was it was pretty weird at the same time. Hey, so good news. Okay, looks like some some people are getting a little smart here. They are now making um, fine. As you know, I'm I'm I I I, I want to recycle. I really 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 want to recycle. But the problem is, I know that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of what I recycle ends up in the middle of the ocean. So what I normally do, don't send me hate mail. What I normally do is I will send it off to the dump. Yep, I hate to break it to you. I will just throw it in general trash because I figure we're going to figure out how to get past this. We're a, we are we we like figuring out problems as an entity, if you will. So we're going to figure this out. We'll figure out how to go back into the dumps and dig them up. If you think about it, if you went back to the old dumps, I mean, we're digging up old dumps, you know, like George Washington's house. They go dig up his old dump and they pull up all the stuff out of the ground and they're like, oh, we're going to build, you know, they, they rebuild stuff out of it. They put things on display. Other things have deteriorated or they'll try to use the structure to figure out where the shape of his house was. I live not that far from where that is. Anyway, so I'm not too worried about that. I used to be. I'm not too worried about it right now. Keep the plastic on the earth. Okay. We'll figure out what to do with it. Stop throwing it in the oceans. Okay, where fish will eat it because that tastes gross. Um, so what these guys have figured out, and I'll leave a link in the description, is they're taking old plastic bottles and plastic containers and, and soap, whatever, and they're grinding them up and they're compressing them and they're using them as like concrete blocks. They're stronger than concrete blocks. They don't break apart like concrete blocks. They're lighter than concrete blocks. Right. So, yeah. So there is a little bit of hope there. And obviously they're 100 percent recycled because it's all leftover plastic. It's called by blocks, B-Y and then B-L-O-C-K-S. <clears throat> and yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, so if you are building a building and you don't want to use the blocks, by blocks, by blocks, you can certainly go about building it with uh, concrete and we've talked about concrete and the shortages and but anyway there is a company out there that is actually making a 3d printed home mm -hmm. they come by with this infra infrastructure structural thing of a bob that goes down into the 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 well of a, a dug hole that you have in your backyard if you will or is your yard and they just hit the go button and this slurry goes around and around and, and goes contours and builds up these different levels and you have a 3d printed house now it's 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 a little rudimentary so like if you enjoy living in your mom's basement and the smell of mustiness is all about that they got it baby it's beauty so you can go check that out i'll leave a link in the description as well um so this next story is is for me because I I get excited when new stuff comes on board and I, everybody's like, oh, not one of those, man. But apparently, there is a new kind of metal, and if you look at your periodic chart, you'll see technically there's a lot of metals. I mean, there are a lot of metals. Metal typically is malleable and, and shiny and, you know, it's metals like copper or silver, gold. Do you think of metal, aluminum? But did you know that hydrogen can be a metal? Nah. So uh, very much like when you, you 
crush down carbon and you can turn it into a diamond. Apparently, you can crush down hydrogen and turn that into a metal. And they're very excited about it because if they can do that, they can use it as a storage facility for things that require lots of hydrogen. So think of like rockets, right? Rockets need to be propelled by hydrogen. But if you had a hydrogen that was like the size of like a, a baseball, but it got you from here to Alpha Centauri, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So that story is in the description. I just like goofy stuff like that because, you know, it it just makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, okay, here's a fun one. Uh, 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 Tesla. So Elon Musk has ordered a schmuckload of new processors, and they suspect that these new processors are going into, drum roll please, yep, self-driving cars. So he thinks he's figured out what's going on, thinks, and, and now, so look, just because he's ordered the processors doesn't mean it's happening. It could be these just, you know, doing an upgrade, but this is the guy who did the 10% upgrade in the quality of the, uh, the vehicle motor battery life over the internet without actually touching the car. But the guy's busy. I don't know, man, but, uh, it's a possibility. He's ordered a boatload of these new processors. So we're all looking forward to that one. Hey, so, okay. Uh, I'll start it this way. So a bear walks into the store. Do you like that? So a bear walks into a store and no. So for real, uh, there was a, a bear that walked into a California grocery store and this woman was running the video. I'll leave a, a link there as well. It was late at night and apparently he was on a bender. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and he had the munchies and he left with a bag of tortillas. Yep. So don't know which brand could be Dorito. Could be a no-name brand, but he walked into the store and, you know, on all fours, grabbed the bag, stuffed it in his mouth, and just, whoop, walked right out the door. I will leave a link in the description because it is pretty darn funny. But what blows my mind away is how close people will stand next to a bear. Like, this lady was maybe about, mm, I'll put it about 50, 60 feet away. Let me explain something to you. Bears can move really bleeping fast. So if you think you're going to be able to escape that bear, if it wants to run right towards you, you won't have a chance to find your keys. That bear moves. So you see a bear, move away, go find something to do. Make sure you're out of eye shot because if it becomes aggressive, you won't be able to install, uh, you won't be able to uh, enjoy the next installment of the Slade Mason show. And that would be a sad thing. Won't that be a sad thing? That would be a sad thing. All right. Just so I tell you. Oh my gosh. So much to talk about. Let's see. Um, how much time do we have left? Freddie, what do we got? What? You're kidding me. Oh my gosh. I'm running out of time. All right. So, all right. This one, this, this one's scary. This one's scary. A man from Florida. Okay. So he was a scientist as well. Uh, apparently they are now loading up, um, genetically engineered mosquitoes to be released in Florida. Kind of like a throwback, they say a Jurassic park experiment, but yeah, for real, what they're doing is they are trying to stop the, the spread 
so what they'll do is they put these modified genetically altered mosquitoes and they'll be released in the Florida Keys in the 2020s. Let's say they're expanded to Harris County in 2021. EPA has granted Oxitex. Oxitex, Oxitex, Oxitex. And I don't think they're even like a U.S. company. But, oh, no, they're not. Look at that. They're British-based firm, Oxitex, behind the project. that Instead, pesticides, yada, yada, yada. So they're going to experiment with us with a male mosquito called OX5034, who apparently produce female offspring that die at larval stage. There you go. That's a great idea. So they become food, but they can't be used for, you know, stinging people. So they can't do anything. They just, they just go ahead and they die, which is such a great thing. You go through all the trouble of bringing up these kids and then you decide to lose them. Oh, well, that's it for me, gang. That's another week of the Slade and Mason show. Miss JD. Hi, I'm J.D. Slade. I'm Dan Mason. And, and this, this is, is the Slade and Mason, Mason Show. All right, say goodbye, J.D. Goodbye, J.D. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, Dan. We'll see you all guys next week. Bye, y'all. This is always called a ukulele. It's never called a fiddle.